Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, Senior Editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. With you for another episode of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning podcast as a part of the BehindTheSteelCurtain.com podcast platform. And even though the Steelers don't play this week, even though they can't lose, my goodness, isn't that a good feeling? I mean, that's one way to approach the bye is that, hey, at least the Steelers can't lose this week. That's a good thing. The Steelers are getting rest and recovery, but here behind the Steel Curtain, we're not given any rest or recovery. We're continuing to press on, and that's why we aren't gonna we're not gonna let up with any of our articles, our content. Uh, we're gonna give you the same amount of content every single day, both on the podcast platform and on the written word. So make sure you check out behindthesteelcurtain.com. It should be your one stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, and wherever you get your podcasts, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts. Hit that subscribe button. Give us a five-star. Uh, you know, whatever you got to do. Rating, all that stuff. You just don't want to miss anything. And so for Apple Podcasts, maybe there's other platforms that are similar. But when you subscribe, everything gets sent right to your phone or your device. And that's where it's at. So make sure you do that. All right, before we get started with the show on this Wednesday. And yes, the mailbag's coming up. And again, my ride or die crew, you all never let me down. I, there were a lot of people, and this is, <laughs> this is actually really funny. Out of all the things I talked about on Monday... All the things that I talked about, eight winners, seven losers, the Steelers' overtime win. I'm exhausted. It was early in the morning when I recorded that show. The one thing, the most talked about thing that the Ride or Die crew was talking to me on Twitter about, you can follow me on Twitter, by the way, at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. The most talked about topic was not TJ Watt's trip sack. It was not. The end of regulation, where it seemed like there was a botched challenge snafu. It was not the Steelers blowing a 14-point lead. It was not Ben Roethlisberger and the offense finding a way to make enough plays to win. It wasn't Chris Boswell. No, what was it? It was my iPhone 7. That's what everyone talked about the most. The fact that I mentioned, oh, and also that I have a device that uses Windows. I, I had people saying like <laughs> it was hysterical. How people were like, "What? We should just all chip in like ten cents a day." It reminded me of like the PETA commercials and stuff like that. I was like, "You too can help a blogger. Just donate ten cents a day." Your donation can help upgrade technology to the point where we won't have to worry about these upgrades anymore. Just 10 cents a day. Can you spare 10 cents a day? I mean, I literally was laughing out loud reading some of those, but my, like I say, I say it all the time. I really do believe it. My ride or die crew is the absolute best. So loyal. They are funny. They get me. They get my sense of humor, and I appreciate each and every one of you. All right, enough of the nonsense. Let's get down to business. The Steelers, the, the, I thought about the Steelers, and the one thing, I'm driving to work. I'm listening to the live mic, that crazy Canuck Michael Beck, Blue Check Beck, as you know, I'm on my show every Friday. He's talking about the Steelers and can they crawl back into the playoffs, and yet go check out that podcast. It was a good one. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, yeah, they could get into the playoffs. I mean, they, they have seven teams now in the AFC. They had a big win over Buffalo. We're talking tiebreakers, AFC record, all that nonsense. And I'm thinking to myself, well, what about this Steelers team? What, what about this Steelers team? Do they do well? That's, that was my question. And then I continued to think about it, and I was like, man, this team is like an enigma. 
the enigma that is the 2021 Steelers. That's the headline, the, the title of this podcast, the enigma that is the 2021 Steelers. Now, there might be some people out there that don't know what an enigma is. So I want to read the definition to you. The enigma is a person or thing that is mysterious, puzzling, or difficult to understand. An enigma. This is the first time, just a little sidebar, the first time I ever really knew what an enigma was was because of a movie. Uh, my what, my dad loved this movie. We, earlier, I was in high school, I think, when it came out. And that was the movie with Matthew McConaughey, U571. It's about a old U-boat and... And they, you know, obviously they, they capture an enigma. I think it was a Russian enigma. Uh, and that is, it was a, it was a decoder. And so I was like, man, this is, this is pretty cool. So I started to use the word after watching U571. And now I continue with it. So the enigma, the Steelers, mysterious, puzzling, difficult to understand. Yes, yes, and yes. That all describes the 2021 Steelers. And so I kept on thinking, what does this team do well after six games heading into the week seven bye week? I felt this was an appropriate time to talk about this. What does this team do well? And so I put on my stat geek hat. And for those of you that are on the preview and listen to that podcast with myself, Brian Anthony Davis, and Dave Schofield, you know that my stat geek hat, it definitely is a dunce cap. I'm not a numbers guy, people. And that's in life. I, I hate math. I've never liked math. I, I, I've, and the kid that would be like, oh, gosh, we got to do math. Like, you can't be serious. I feel like, you know, the, there's a really funny scene in a movie that I love. It's called The House, and it has it's Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler. And Will Ferrell is just like, he plays the idiot well in all, most of his movies. And he does this. They're, they're trying to send their daughter to college, and they're meeting with a financial advisor, and he says, she, the financial advisor is trying to tell these two people, the parents, Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler, you have no money. You have no money to send your daughter to college. And Will Ferrell looks at this sheet of paper and says, well, that's not true. We have $401,000 right here. And she said, sir, that's your 401k. That's me with money. That not not with money, but with numbers. I, I I just don't. But I know what I put. I can do rankings. I can do basic statistics. I'm not diving into pro football reference like Dave. That's his thing on Thursday. Check out his stat geek every Thursday morning. For me, it's more basic. It's more. I I I speak from my heart. I speak from a commentary standpoint. But still, what I decided to do was after six weeks. I wanted to go in to look at the numbers on offense, defense, special teams, and try and find, is there anything that this team does extremely well entering the bye week? I'm talking something that they can hang their hat on and say, we might not do everything well, but we sure as heck do that well. Is there something? Well, let's look at it. Let's start on offense. I always start on offense. Yards per game, the Pittsburgh Steelers so far in 2021 are averaging 323 Point eight yards per game. I'll say that again, 323.8 yards per game. What does that come out to? 25th in the National Football League. Yikes. Let's go look at passing yards per game. The Steelers have 242.7 passing yards per game. I'll say it again, 242.7 passing yards per game. Rank, 17th in the NFL. Okay, we're talking middle of the road. Can live there. Rushing yards per game. This is everyone's favorite statistical category for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Last year, they finished bottom of the barrel. Improvement, 81.2 rushing yards per game. That's actually an improvement. That ranks 29th in the National Football League. 
that's bad. But when you're saying that, I, I used a tone there, like 29th in the league. Like, hey, folks, this is good because they were 32nd last year. Now, everyone wants to know, okay, well, you talked about rushing yards per game. What about the yards per carry, Jeff? Be honest with us. Yards per carry, 3.7 yards per carry. So a little bit of an uptick from last season, and that's tied for, I believe, 28th. Final statistical category on offense, points per game. The Steelers averaged 19.5 points per game, and that equates to 25th in the NFL. So the only statistical category on offense that the Steelers rank above 25th is passing yards per game, where they rank 17th. Okay, let's move on. We'll come back. We'll come back. Let's move on to defense. Defense, yards per game. They surrender 352.3 yards per game, and that is 12th in the NFL. Passing yards per game, the Steelers are surrendering 244.7 air yards, and that's 15th in the NFL. Then we get into rushing yards per game. They surrender 107.7 rushing yards per game, and that comes out to 11th. And then points per game, They're surrendering 22 points per game. That's 12th in the league. And everyone wants to know sacks. Everyone wants to talk about sacks. So how many sacks? The Steelers have 15 sacks so far through 16 games, and that ranks 8th in the National Football League. There's two teams that lead the NFL with 21 sacks, and that would be the Chicago Bears and the Minnesota Vikings. So on defense... There's only one category that the Steelers rank in the top 10 in the National Football League, and that would be sacks. Other than that, they don't rank in the top 10 in any statistical category on defense. Okay, we're going to circle back. Let's go to turnover differential. Maybe that's where their calling card is in 2021. No, they're minus two on the turnover differential, and defensively, when it comes to takeaways, Two interceptions, three fumble recoveries. Now, the minus two turnover differential, when you're only talking six games, there's a lot of teams that might be minus two. Uh, The rankings really don't matter too much. Understand that they are in the bottom half of the league, though, in terms of that minus two turnover differential. And so you're thinking, okay, there has to be something. Something. What about special teams? So kicking, Chris Boswell, I mean, you're talking about kicks made, average kicks like uh, even total field goals made he's i think he has 11 on the season it's still mediocre special teams punting big press maybe he's averaging 44.9 yards per punt it's tied for 21st okay and so when i looked up all these numbers it was rather defeating i was hoping i was hoping that they would there would be something that popped off the screen, popped off the page, and said, here it is. This is it. But maybe that's the story in and of itself. That this team, the enigma, that is 2021, the Steelers, it hasn't been solved yet. It's a puzzle. (laughs) It hasn't been solved yet. Look on offense. They don't do anything particularly well. When the best ranking you have is 17th in the league, middle of the road, that's your best. That's not good at all defensively we all said this is a an elite defense i'm sorry maybe right now it just isn't let's call a spade a spade and maybe it just isn't and what i mean by that is that nothing is in the top 10 you don't rank in the top 10 in anything except for sacks 
In the main statistical categories, we're talking points and yards per game in both total, passing, and rushing. You don't rank in the top 10. I'm sorry, that's not elite. It isn't. They're, this team, and one thing that the, the coaching staff, I mean, I know they've been working at it, but they the bye week, they really need to find something. They need a calling card. And on offense and on defense, they need something that they can say, this is how we are going to succeed. This is how we're going to improve. This is how we are going to press forward, and this is how we're going to do it. This is what we're going to do. And so the the answers to that question of what is that thing on offense, what is that thing on defense, well, th- that could be a long list. It really could. But what I did is I said, here's what it can't be. So the team needs a calling card. Let's talk about what it can't be first. I'll tell you what it can't be on offense. It can't be the short passing game. It cannot be the short passing game. Anyone that wasn't in a coma or was was old enough to remember last season and the way it ended knows that it can't be the short passing game. It's going to end in disaster. It did last year. It'll do the same thing this year. It can't be the short passing game. Cannot. Defensively. It cannot be relying solely on superstars. Cam Hayward is playing out of his mind. TJ Watt, when he's healthy, is playing out of his mind. And Minka Fitzpatrick, most would say, is kind of just kind of humdrumming it around. He's making some plays in the running game, hasn't made any big splash plays yet. They can't rely on these players to be the only players that make significant plays. It's great when it happens, and I'm not taking anything away from T.J. Watt getting that strip sack and the two sacks in overtime. No, I'm not taking any of that away. That was phenomenal. That's why you pay him the money you do. But the moment that you sit back and as a as a coaching staff, as a team, and say, well, well, I'm sure T.J. is going to make a play sooner or later. I mean, that's what he does. He's a superstar. You, you, you're screwed. Someone else is going to have to step up. Alex Highsmith is going to have to step up. Melvin Ingram Gonna have to step up. Getting Stefan Tuitt back, even if it's towards the end of the season, would be a huge boost for someone like uh, Cam Hayward. In the secondary, Joe Hayden, Cam Sutton, I don't care if it's Trey Norwood, the rookie. Someone else has to start making plays. Someone else has to start making these plays. So what should it be? On offense, the calling card, I, I think that you've start to, you've started to see it. They want to lean on the run. They're not going to try and give up on it. That's what this team should be doing. The calling card should be getting those running rushing yards per game up over 100. Right now, it's 81.2. It's not going to be easy. They started out, it was awful. The season was awful to start in the running game, and that's tough to come back from. But I'd love to see them become a running team that limits Ben Roethlisberger's throws. That is their calling card. It should be their calling card. Defensively, Get back to putting pressure on the quarterback and wreaking havoc in the backfield. Finding players that are good at blitzing, being creative, that's what the calling card needs to be. Bring the pain. That's something I said a couple weeks ago with goals, is I want the Steelers' defense to be nasty and physical. When they're doing that, they're almost unbeatable. But when they play soft, you saw it in the third quarter with Alex Collins against Seattle, It was soft. I hate to say it. It was soft. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, ride or die crew, you know what I do. I am obviously going to give you the mailbag. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 
All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, Jeff Hartman here, senior editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It is Wednesday. It is hump day. It is Mailbag Wednesday, and that is when you, every Tuesday, follow me on Twitter at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. You got to wait for the gif. If you just follow my feed and be like, oh, there's Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore, that's the question. That's where me, I'm asking for the Steelers, you know, Give me those Steelers questions, or you can ask me anything, really, to be honest with you. I'm kind of an open book here. And some people do ask me some random questions. But today, the, the gift I used on Tuesday, it was uh, at <laughs> Chubbs' funeral when Shooter McGavin says, yeah, right, and Grizzly Adams had a beard. And then, of course, Lee Trevino shows up and says, Grizzly Adams did have a beard. Love that movie. Absolutely love it. Let's get to the questions. All right, our buddy Brian Haynes, uh, always a loyal Ride or Die crew member, says, who do you think gives the Steelers the biggest boost coming back to it? McFarland, Banner, or maybe a practice squad person. Uh, hashtag Rider Die Crew. Thank you, Brian, for the question. As always, I think that right now the biggest boost might actually come from Zach, from Zach Banner. And the only reason I have him over to it is because I don't see to it coming back anytime soon. I, I really don't. Um, so for me, I'm going to say that Zach Banner's return could really help solidify an offensive line that still does need some work. Thanks for the question. All right, John Rollison. Ask, would you rather face a healthy Browns team, possibly lose, but play the best they have, or would you rather face a banged-up Browns team, win the game, but not really get a good idea as to how you stack up to them? Hashtag Ride or Die Crew. If I'm going to be completely honest with you, John, I mean 100% honesty here. I'm not holding anything back. I don't care who they have available. If they have uh, their backup quarterback, a third-string running back, and they have their depleted defense. Yeah, sign me up. Get the win and move on. I don't care, especially in the division. I didn't. I wasn't about to say, oh, well, you know, the Steelers beat the Ravens uh, last year at home, uh, but that was the COVID game and Lamar Jackson played. Nope, don't care. Steelers swept the Ravens. That's what I remember. Yep, and I get to rub it in my buddy's face, who's a season ticket holder, every chance I can. So, no, I don't care. But that's just me. Everyone has their own opinion. David Testis asks, heading into the bye week, what is the position group that gives you the most concern? All right, he asked a bunch of questions, which is cheating, but still, I'll answer them all. Um, heading into the what? so which position group gives me the most concern? I'm going to say that it is still the offensive line. They have to get better. It, this cannot be it. I heard someone the other day suggest that maybe this is just the best. Oh, it's just Jeffrey Benedict, actually. He said maybe this is the coaching staff saying that this is the best as it gets. Nope, can't be that way. If the Steelers have playoff aspirations, that can't be it. Our next question, what is your level of confidence in Ben Roethlisberger on a 1-10? to 10? If he has time, if the offensive line provides him time, I'm going to say it's a 7. I still do have that much confidence in Ben Roethlisberger. And if you could pick a former Steeler to come back on the roster, who would it be? So I've had this question a couple times. It's a good question. Um, any player that could come back, I'm going to go with, hmm. This is going to sound crazy. I'm going to go with Marquise Pouncey. <laughs> Let's bring, but give me, the, give me Marquise Pouncey in his prime. I think he would help this team a lot. And he's hashtag ride or die. Thank you very much, David. Next question. RJ says, what do you think can De- what do you think can Deontay Johnson become a better oh, do you think Deontay Johnson can become a better wide receiver than Antonio Brown? And then do you think Harris will get more 100 yard games once Banner is back? Thank you, RJ, for the questions. You cheated and asked more than one in the same tweet, but that's okay. I'm going to answer them anyways. 
RJ, uh, the Deontay Johnson better than AB? Gosh, that's so difficult. I mean, Antonio Brown, when he was in Pittsburgh and in his prime, was one of the that was one of the greatest four to five year stints in NFL history. I don't see Deontay Johnson being there anytime soon, but that's just my opinion. Next, do I think Harris will get more 100-yard games once Banner's back? I think he's going to get more 100-yard games whether Banner's back or not, to be honest with you, but I think Banner's going to help. He's a road grader. Brian Haynes asked another question. He says, Gridley Adams did have a beard. Thank you. He's referring to the gif of Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. He said, do you think Tua comes back after the bye week? Hashtag ride or die crew. Mike Tomlin spoke to the media, unbeknownst to everyone else. I think this was a Tuesday. And he said that as of now, there's no update. He's still on injured reserve. I don't expect him to come back anytime soon. Uh, if he gets his 21 day window started, that's that would be the the next step. Pay attention, but I don't think I don't think that's going to happen. To be honest. Next question, Cheeseball Ten. What do you think the issue with James Washington was this week? We seem to go to Ray Ray more than we did Washington. Also, is there any chance for a BTSC app? Hashtag Ride or Die Crew. Cheeseball. First question. And y'all are cheating by the way. Um, first question, Mike Tomlin said that this was a matchup situation where the Steelers liked Ray Ray McLeod and or others, especially like Pat Fryermuth, over James Washington. He said he's not banged up. I think he might still be hampered a little bit by the groin injury, but what do I know? As for the app, great question. The, the closest thing that I can provide, remember, we don't own Behind the Steel Curtain. Uh, Behind the Steel Curtain is a part of SB Nation, which is a part of Vox Media. The closest thing you can get to a BTSC app is if you follow us on Apple News. Um, that's you can get all of our articles there. The only thing that doesn't populate on Apple News are the, the some of the videos, the podcast feed, meaning the uh, the players that we embed into articles. Those typically don't show up on Apple Pod Apple Podcasts or I'm sorry Apple News. So uh, that's a, sadly I, I wish I had better news for you, but that's as close as you get. MD Steeler fan says, hopefully I'm not too late. You're not. I need to know what's up with Matt Canada and Chase Claypool. On Sunday, there were multiple man press looks on Claypool with no safety help. Why didn't we take more deep shots? Not on third down. At some point, we would be bound to hit it. Hashtag ride or die crew. I thought Chase Claypool played a really crappy game on Sunday night, to be completely honest. And I think that sometimes Roethlisberger understands that and he feels it and he's just not going to go that way, especially if he doesn't feel like a 50-50 ball has even a 50% chance that you're going to bring it down. And I don't think that was the case with Chase Claypool. He was off. He didn't play well. And sometimes you have to go another direction. But I do think Chase Claypool is going to be a large part of this offense moving forward. I'm going to suggest that was just one bad game. Eric Askew says, or Askew, I don't know how you say it. I've got it right sooner or later. He said, after seeing the way the tight ends have been being, have been used. Do you think Canada has figured out the puzzle on how to utilize that position to its full potential? That Ebron touchdown was a thing of beauty. Also, God, all are cheating. Also, who should have received the slime time award? Hashtag ride or die. Eric, you're, you're messing with me with the slime time crap. He might remember, I went on Twitter last year when they started the Nickelodeon Slime Time games or whatever they call them. And I said, you know, when I was a kid and Nickelodeon and Slime were still a thing back then, 
I didn't need a slime time game or SpongeBob SquarePants's fat face in between field goal posts to get me interested in football. I watched because my dad watched. I watched because my brother watched. I watched because I was out in the backyard acting like I was Kevin Green getting a sack, doing the Hulk Hogan putting the ear up, the hand to the ear. I, that's why I watched. These guys were like gladiators to me, and so I, I didn't need slime time awards i know eric's just messing with me but i didn't want to go off on a rant but i did anyways as for matt canada solving the puzzle i think that without juju smith schuster you're going to see the tight ends involved a lot more and that's a good thing and that's why i said as much as i love juju it could be addition by subtraction hagan says what kind of photos does ray ray mcleod have on his usb stick to play more than james washington with juju out something stinks maybe his trade talk was for real the trade talk i think very much was for real the steelers just saw that there was still value there and they said maybe we're going to need him and this is a situation where they could james washington clearly if mike tomlin's not lying he might be just a matchup guy hey we think james washington matches up really well with this defense and he's going to be highlighted this week I don't necessarily believe that that's true, but at the same time, again, I'm going to stick by my guns and think that James Washington wasn't fully healthy, regardless of what Mike Tomlin says. Justin Mitchell says, if Pittsburgh had an NBA team, barf, what would be it? What would be its name? Honestly, I can't stand the NBA. I, I can't stand anything about it. I, I hate everything about the NBA. And this is coming from a kid that loved it as a kid when Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, young Shaq, uh, Kobe Bryant, all those guys. I love the NBA as a kid. My favorite player, Mark Price of the Cleveland Cavaliers. (laughs) Hey, he's a small guy. He's a shooting guard. That was my position when I played basketball. I wasn't about to mix it up in the paint. Just give me the ball on the outside. I'm going to pop some threes. That's why I loved Mark Price. But still, uh, he went to Georgia Tech, I believe, by the way. But I I, I don't know. There's someone, a Joe from, actually, Joe from, uh, Steelers uh, power half hour crew. He said the uh, if it was a WNBA, it should be called the Riveters. Yeah, that's fine. We'll go with that. I, I no, no basketball for me. All right, uh, let's see here. Daily Joint Co. That's a funny thing. He said Jeff for the past few years, this iteration Steelers team has had the inability to take a lead and step on teams' throats. Quote unquote. They always seem to let teams readjust and then just play prevent defense, which gets the opposing team back in the game. Why do you think the Steelers can't finish strong? You know that this is this has been a talking point with the Steelers well beyond before Keith Butler even. I remember Dick LeBeau, some people saying that he's calling off the dogs too early, going into that prevent, trying to keep everything in front. And I I remember as a young middle schooler playing middle school football, our coach saying the prevent defense only prevents you doing one thing, win. And so uh, I always remember that. So I don't like the prevent defense as much as anyone the stepping on the team's throat thing to me that's an offensive identity it's not necessarily defensive think back to when jerome bettis was in his prime what would the steelers do when they had a lead they didn't leave it up to the defense they literally ran the ball down the other team's throat they never got the ball back when was the last time we saw that when was the last time we saw the steelers say we're gonna run this clock out I can't tell you the last time, but that's, to me, that's the approach. That's the change that needs to happen, not on defense. Zibs asks, how would you solve the tackle position after the bye week? Letting Banner in at right tackle, move Chooks to left tackle, or leave Dan Moore, or maybe give Haig a chance? I honestly think that Joe Haig is going to be inactive on most game days starting in week eight. 
I think they're going to, here's what I think they're going to do. I could be wrong, but here's what I think. I think they're going to insert Zach Banner at right tackle. I think they're going to leave Dan Moore at left tackle, and Shooks the core four is going to be the swing tackle. But at the first sign of trouble, I think Chooks goes back to left if Dan Moore doesn't step up. So if the Steelers are happy with Dan Moore, and clearly they are based on the fact that Banner was inactive on Sunday night, which Mike Tomlin said it was done intentionally to give Banner another week of rest and then, then the bye week to get him healthier. So that also tells me that if Banner's that banged up, maybe he's not ready. So they might not make any changes. Something to think about. Pitt Sportbot says, It appears to me that Minka is playing good this year, but we haven't seen the splash plays we have in the past. Do you think this is due to defensive scheme slash offensive game planning? If so, will we see any Fitz magic this season? Hashtag Ryder Crew. Thank you, Pitt Sportbot. Minka Fitzpatrick has been his own enigma. I talked about the enigmas in the first half of the show. I think he's kind of been his own. And it's tough to decipher. There are a lot of offenses that are scheming away from Minka Fitzpatrick. And I do think Minka Fitzpatrick is gambling more than he has in the past. He wants to make a play. I don't blame him. I also think that Minka Fitzpatrick, the plays that he has been making have been in the box. I'm not sure what to think about this season with him, to be honest. I think that he's still due to make some splash plays. You're going to have to find a quarterback that is has the guts to go after him. Not many do. One might be in week eight, and that's Baker Mayfield. It, most people, the, the quarterbacks are keying on him and saying, I'm going anywhere but where he is going to be. Just not even going to risk it. We'll see. I think I would like to see some splash plays from Minka Fitzpatrick after the bye for sure. Next question, Caleb Schilling asks, had to repost, how could I forget, hashtag ride or die crew, how long do you see the win streak continuing? Seems like the team is headed in the right direction in all aspects. Thank you, Caleb, for the question and for using the hashtag ride or die crew. So I think that they've won two in a row. The next three games, they're three and three. The next three games are at Cleveland, home versus Chicago, home versus Detroit. I think they can win all three. Cleveland is so banged up right now. You're not going to see Kareem Hunt against the Steelers. You're not going to see JOK, the rookie linebacker, either. And who knows if Baker Mayfield's going to make it through this Denver game. I guarantee they're going to try to play him. But his left shoulder, it's not his throwing shoulder, but it is jacked up. So if the Steel, when the Steelers play the Browns, who knows what kind of Browns team it is. But I, th- I like the Steelers in all three of those games. They'd be 6-3. Six 6-3 and three. Six and three heading into a game against the la chargers that's something i think about the buckle up baby i love that that's a little kid that who's actually like a middle schooler now i saw a special where this kid and everyone knows the gif of the little kid in the penguins game where he's pumping his fist going yeah like that kid and he's literally it's it's sad i'm getting old anyways the buckle up baby asks why are we making such a big deal about the final three seconds of the game he's talking about the steelers seahawks game had the steelers played well competently mediocre in the first and third quarters those last few seconds let alone overtime would have never been a threat i agree with you i agree with you buckle up baby this is something i said on monday and that was if the steelers defense doesn't give up the game tying drive it doesn't matter it doesn't even matter yet we're still talking about it which by the way if you were wondering the explanation on what went wrong, what did the what did the officials do wrong, uh, the ruling, the, the NFL rulebook. I wrote an article about that. Check it out on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. That published on Tuesday around 1.30 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, really outlines everything. 
So if you're wondering, like, what in the world is everyone so mad about and what did actually go wrong, check out that article. You, you'll learn something. Lincoln Henry says, Ride or Die Crew, thank you very much. He said, when Ant Mac comes back, is it worth trying a two-headed goat system and play the hot hand or just have him be the guy when Najee needs a breather? Thanks, love the show. Thank you, Lincoln. I appreciate the hashtag and the kind words. I honestly don't see them using two back sets, not right now anyways. Anthony McFarland will have his place on the team, and they might do shotgun with Ant Mac on one side and Najee on the other. I think they might have done that in the, in the preseason a couple times, uh, but I don't think it's going to be anything that is considered the new system or a uh, you know any type of system right away. Just sorry, don't think so. Lori, longtime Ride or Die crew member, says we all know that Najee's the real deal by now, but what are your thoughts on his workload so far? Do you think that it'll change when McFarlane comes back? Hashtag Ride or Die crew. Thank you, Lori. I, you know, I'm not concerned about Najee's workload yet, especially based on the fact that the Steelers have in recent weeks, you know, they, they've really pulled back from the week one game where Najee Harris played the entire game, literally 100% offensive snaps. I think that they look at it and say, okay, now you're seeing Benny Snell used more. You're seeing uh, Ballage, Balage, whatever, you, however you say his name. Uh, he's being used more. I think they understand that they have to ease back a little bit. I don't, I'm not worried about it. Ted Howell, he says, there seems to be a trend of the Steelers being slow out of the gate after a strong first half. Is it the players getting complacent with the lead, coaches being slow to react to changes in the other team's approach, or something else entirely? I, you know, the, the complaint used to be, well, the Steelers start so slow, they stink, they can't do anything right. Now it's in the second half. I think they just have to learn how to do it together. This is still a really young team at a lot of positions. And so the Steelers are looking at it and saying, we need to just figure out how to win. And they figured out the first half uh, that they're doing better. Maybe not the first drive against Seattle, but prior to that, the previous two weeks against Denver and against Green Bay, touchdowns on the opening drive. So uh, they're figuring it out. This is not a finished product by any stretch of the imagination. Keep that in mind. Next, Doug he says, in your opinion, do you think that the lack of routes in the middle of the field is a Canada thing or a Ben thing? It seems as if outside routes are their favorite, but it can only go so long till they need to mix it up. All right, Doug, that's a good question. This is what I want everyone to think about. If Think about if you're standing and in the quarterback's role, you're in the shotgun, so you're seeing the back of the offensive line, and you're looking at the defense. And if you're looking at a defense where there's just one single high safety, so there's one safety like straight staring down the barrel, and you've got defenders and defensive backs riddled throughout the the middle of the field, uh, it, there's a lot of times where I could understand why Roethlisberger would not want to go to the middle. Uh, he's going he's going to want to try to keep the ball in the one on one matchup on the hash over, and so I understand that they are basically doing this as an adjustment. What I want to see is not necessarily deep shots down the middle. But really utilize that soft the soft zone just past the linebackers underneath that safety. So if you're running vertical routes on the outside, say Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, pushing that single high safety back, I would love to see the Steelers start to utilize more players like Eric Ebron, Pat Fryermuth, heck, even Najee Harris over the middle. Get them unmissed matches with linebackers or even safeties. They're going to win those matchups. Still using that part of the middle of the field, I think, is the next step for the Steelers' offense. All right, two more questions. Sped Standard said, "Standard, would you prefer to face the Browns with seventy with a seventy percent Baker or a hundred percent Keenum?" Talking about Case Keenum, I doubt Baker is out unless he gets hurt on Thursday Night Football. But anyways, 
For me, I said it earlier, I'll say it again, I don't care. Give me Baker Mayfield. If the Steelers can pound him into oblivion, I'm fine with it. But if it's 100% Case Keenum, so be it. They'll pound him into oblivion too. Last question, Bredicus. He always asks random questions. Love it. Uh, Bredicus was the one that asked about the Seinfeld episode last week. So Bredicus asks, if it was your bye week, I don't get one of those, where would you vacation to? I'll tell you where I'd vacation to in terms of uh, the climate. It would be somewhere warm. That's where I would go. And to be completely honest with you, if I had to give you an actual destination, it would be Key West, Florida. Um, I was My wife and I, for our 10-year anniversary, where we wanted to go to Key West. Uh, that has since passed. Uh, that was four years ago. Uh, and we did not go. Children happened. And so uh, I've always wanted to go to Key West. I'm a huge Jimmy Buff fan, a parrot head. He's de- he did so much in Key West that it's just literally like a museum for him down there. And so I'd love to go to Key West, Florida. I'd love to be able to sit there and watch the sunset um, down. At, uh, I think it's Mallory Square. Uh, I've read about that before. That would be great. So that's where I would go. Not too far, not too far, but still far enough that I get some warm weather. Maybe get some golf in down in Florida, too. That'd be great. All right. Ride or Die crew knocked it out of the ballpark again. You guys are the best uh, and gals. I hope that you have a great Wednesday. There's no game, but we are still going to be back on Friday. Blue Check Beck will be with us. Um, and he has some big news, actually, personal news. I mean, there's kind of a milestone for him was hit, and I'll let him tell you all about that on Friday. And in the meantime... <laughs> <laughs> I hope you have a great rest of your week. I'm going to be back on Friday. We'll talk about all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Maybe you get some news. Maybe you don't. If not, we'll be here nonetheless. BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And as always, wherever you get your podcasts, search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain, subscribe, follow, do whatever you have to do so that you do not miss a thing. That's it for me, folks. Another Let's Ride in the books. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great day. We'll see you on Friday. Go Steelers.